0: back to another episode of the Warrior Within the Woman podcast. I am your host, Pastor Lauren Daniel, and I want to welcome you. It is officially the Christmas season. If you are watching on our YouTube channel uh, right now, you probably see uh, my beautiful Christmas tree behind it. Uh, Lots of other Christmas gifts behind me as well. Um, I still am not even remotely finished with my christmas shopping but um that's what happens whenever you have a three year old right or almost four year old uh the shopping i always plan on uh buying just a few things and i get those things early on in the season and then when i find cute stuff that i think he would love he loves books he's really into those things right now so I, as probably many of you mothers out there, I uh, go a little overboard, but it's okay. They're little only one time in their life, right? So the more the merrier. <laughs> but um, if you are watching, uh, like I said, we are officially on YouTube. If you've been watching or listening over the past month you've known that we have a few episodes right now available here on our YouTube channel but I want to encourage you to go check us out at the warrior within the woman on YouTube we are there and then you can also go to our website where we offer our audio podcast where we link our YouTube channel so you can go right there to the warrior within the woman.com and access everything there along with blog posts and if you didn't know I actually asked blog posts not just um, that are pertaining to the podcast episodes or the YouTube episodes but we also have extra podcasts even different thoughts that I might have during a day or a devotion that I'm certainly doing Um, so you can go on there and access a lot more material than just what's on our podcast so I encourage you go check it out Um, And I'm also going to be uploading more uh, products. We're going to be having um, some clothing uh, with our logo on it. I'm so excited about it. We've got that coming in 2023. Hopefully in January, we're going to be offering sweatshirts, um, long sleeve shirts, um, and accessories with the Warrior Within the Woman logo on it. So go support the ministry there. If you'd like to just give a donation, that's perfectly fine. Or if you would like to buy some of our faith-based jewelry, that's handmade. Or if you'd like to buy some of the clothing, hopefully that will be available in January of 2023. How crazy it is that we are at the end of 2022. It's insane to me, guys. Like, how are we here? And we officially are almost to our one-year birthday of being the warrior within the woman of being established and just the ministry beginning, and if, if this ministry has touched your life at all, whether you've maybe seen me preach in person, if you've been an avid listener or watcher of our YouTube channel, um, or or anything like that, if anything that has been produced by this ministry has touched your life please let us know it, it means so much to me just to hear of all the stories of how many of you ladies have reached out to me about how maybe certain episodes have really helped you through a difficult season or or maybe just hearing me in person or or maybe you were at a women's meeting or women's a women's conference where I was at it truly, not only warms my heart, but it gives me the confidence of what God is doing, um, through the ministry and through, um, what he's put on my heart. So, so thank you. Thank you for all of you that have, um, Thank you to all of you that have reached out to share your story, to give your testimony, and I want to encourage you, share it in the comments below, whether you're listening through the podcast, if if you're on our website, message me. It truly is amazing to me what God is doing through this ministry, and it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with any type of skills or anything like that, because God knows I um, don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) But Uh, Thank you. Thank you tremendously to all of you that are listening, that have been listening since February of this past year. And I'm just excited to celebrate the one-year birthday of the Warrior Within the Woman. So with all of that said, (laughs) um, I want to share with you a message today as we have been talking about the Christmas story of Jesus' birth and kind of taking different avenues to discuss different people within the story of Jesus' birth. It's just um, an amazing event in history. Not just the fact that God's only son, our Savior, comes to earth, right? Humbly comes to earth to be that connection between humans and God and to rekindle that and that God's intention of rekindling that connection with his creation, but it is so intriguing to me of just researching and diving into the Bible and studying the Bible on topics. So this is what we're doing this week. And if you are ready, let's get started. So last week we talked about Mary and Joseph and how rejection can actually be leading you to a place of protection, And I know I've touched on that topic maybe many times um, throughout, maybe different subjects throughout our podcast, whether mental health subjects or dealing with maybe family turmoil. But touching on that subject of Mary and Joseph and just being rejected and how Jesus, even before he was born, um, was rejected and how that was just leading into how God was going to pave the way and truly protected him from an evil king that wanted to kill him was just fascinating. So I encourage you, go back, listen to last week's episode. But this week, we're going to talk about the first people, the first people that God tells about Jesus' birth. And besides his parents, obviously, right? (laughs) Besides Mary, who knew she was pregnant uh, long before Jesus was born. Uh, But after Jesus' birth, and that is the shepherds. And I don't know about you, but the shepherds have always really just caught my eye in this story because these are humble men of the earth, right? (laughs) These are men that lived outside with their flocks. They lived outside. They had humble jobs. They had ordinary jobs. They were overlooked probably by society a lot of times. They didn't have a ton of money. They didn't have some sort of rich fancy cars, they didn't, I don't even think anybody had cars then anyways, but but like you get what I'm saying. They didn't have some royal priesthood that would make sense, that God won't want them to know about the Savior of the earth coming to this earth that night, right? It's hard to wrap our minds around, it's hard to wrap my mind around the fact that he would go to people that held no significance in the real world. And what I mean by that is there was nothing about them that made them stand out that would make a logical sense, right? Logical sense that they should be the first ones to know. But if you know anything about God, is that a lot of things he does, we think is illogical, right? (laughs) We think he's crazy. We think, God, you don't know what you're doing. But it is with intentional planning That God executes the exact precise thing that he wants to happen at that specific time. And I'm sure many of you uh, listening to the sound of my voice today or, or watching me today can say absolutely, Lauren. Amen, girl. Amen. I can see that even in my own life or my family's life or just testimonies I've heard of how it may have seemed illogical to us. But God had intentions behind it. And if you know, and if you know, you know, right? If you know God, then you understand that his plans may seem like they don't make sense. But every intention and every plan of God has a precise planning, has his infinite knowledge behind it. And it is going to work out perfectly. So these shepherds like I said the shepherds at Jesus birth were those who were living with their flocks in the fields outside. They they literally lived outside. Outside in Bethlehem and they were local Jewish men doing the hard but mundane job that no one else wanted. Now, I mean if we're going to stop there Imagine that, shepherding, being a job nobody else wants to do, right? Come on, any other pastors say amen, right? Or or shepherding a flock was something, a dirty job. It was gross. It might have been annoying because job, it, w- it was dirty. It was maybe grimy. They had to go and get food during the day for the sheep and make sure that they had water in the evenings and were all there, right? Um, if you research sheep at all, you'll understand that they kind of are an animal that has questionable intelligence right (laughs) not that they're dumb or anything but there are some sheep i'm sure that are very smart but in general, the she as an animal have questionable intelligence. So they need a shepherd. They need a shepherd to help them make sure that they don't jump off cliffs or get their legs stuck in a wound and, and need help or someone to carry them, right? So the shepherds, these men were dedicating their lives to a job that nobody else wanted. And they lived outside with their flock. And you see, the shepherds would have been a familiar sight in the countryside. They would have been easily overlooked because whenever you see sheep, you most likely see a shepherd. In other words, these shepherds were no different than maybe people you would see on the street. And maybe you're saying, Lauren, I'm not a pastor. I can't relate to that. Like, I can't relate to taking care of a flock. But but let me tell you something. Shepherds not only were shepherding, right? But a part of that, they were guardians, And there are people in your life you have been entrusted with. Now, if you're a single person, you've been entrusted with you. You are the one you need to guard and protect and spiritually help grow. If you are married, then you have your spouse. Each of you have each other to take care of, to guard. If you're, if you have children, you have your children. If you have a co-workers, maybe you're at a job specifically that God has placed you at for you to guard, for you to shepherd. I know we use the imagery of a shepherd being a pastor, but God has specifically placed you in these places of your life to be the shepherd and the guardian, to be vigilant of your family and vigilant over your friends and to be protecting them In a place that maybe you're questioning, God, why am I here? What am I doing? I don't feel like I have purpose. I don't feel like there's any necessity. I don't feel like there's any specific reason I need to shepherd over myself or these people. But let me tell you, God has given you the flock to take care of in your life. Shepherds were guardians. They were not just keepers of the flock, but they guarded and took care of and even were prepared to give their life for their sheep. Many people took their job for granted, but truly without a shepherd, these sheep would die and get themselves into situations that would kill them. And as I was studying this week, it came to my attention that the shepherds were so much more important to this story than what credit we give them. We, we often overlook the significance of the shepherds in this story and the significance of why God chose a group of men taking care of sheep to be the first people he let know that there is a Savior and he's come to the world. So right now I want you to imagine something with me. Okay? Um take your eye close your eyes if you're driving please don't close your eyes. But if you are listening and you're able to, close your eyes with me and and we're going to navigate away from the nativity scene right now. And I want you to imagine with me being or sitting in a pasture in the middle of the night, pitch black. As you're sitting in the pasture with your shepherd staff and you're watching over All the little sheep that are laying down, resting, sleeping. And it's peaceful, calm, quiet. All you have is the shining bright lights of the stars above you. Sitting in this field, being vigilant and guarding over your sheep. Making sure no one or nothing sneaks in to kill them or take them. And if you were to look in the Bible, in in biblical Israel, nomadic shepherds lived a lowly life with their flock. Being a shepherd wasn't just a job, but it was a lifestyle. It was a commitment. It was a responsibility. And often these shepherds, I'm sure, felt isolated and lonely. They couldn't have a lot of social lives. They couldn't have the same relationship with other people that that others may have because they had a responsibility to their sheep. They couldn't expect their sheep to protect themselves or provide for themselves these sheep. So what is the significance of the shepherds at Jesus' birth? Why were these men invited in the first place? And, And I imagine if we look at the imagery of the Messiah, we can see that the Messiah, Jesus, is often called the Good Shepherd. And Israel as the sheep appears throughout the Old Testament numerous times. God was intentional. He was intentional in sending the announcement of Jesus' birth to those Israelites who by their occupation represented his son. How fascinating how incredible is that? That God not only would reach out to people that were isolated and alone and felt like they were insignificant, which is God, God's communication in general. That's his heart. His heart is for people that are broken and feeling insignificant and isolated. And at the same time, reaching out to the very people whose occupation, whose title, represented Jesus. We can see in all, whether the Old Testament, New Testament, we see a reflection of Jesus. Wherever you may look, whatever scripture you may read, if you read every book of the Bible, you can see numerous accounts and numerous ideas and images of Christ. And again, we see God not only being intentional in touching and, and being with those Who need him most and being with the ones who are sitting there in this pasture alone, guarding their sheep, being responsible and committed to the job they had agreed to. And in the midst of the calm, in the midst of the midnight hour, God sends an angel to the very people who would represent his son. Wow. How incredible is that? If you look, if you look in Luke chapter two, we're going to start in verse eight, and it says, "And there were shepherds living out in the fields, in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified." I can't imagine being sitting there in the calmness, and then all of a sudden, an angel appearing. I mean, an an angel. I'm talking about a warrior, okay? A warrior angel literally lighting up the sky, appearing with his sword and, provi- and telling of the good news of Jesus. I'd be shaking. I'd be running, right? Our, our emotions would get the better of us. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid because I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This is this is this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. What I love even more, even more, than the fact that God chose the shepherds, the lowly, the meek, the mild, the humble. To be invited to the greatest event of history. To be a part of something that not everybody would get an invite to. To see something so miraculous. But there's more, okay? Bear with me. There is more. These shepherds come to Jesus. The shepherds came to Jesus. But they came empty handed. They didn't have gifts they didn't have boxes of jewels or, or spices or anything. And we're going to talk about that next week, the, the wise men. But these shepherds came empty-handed with nothing. They came, they had no expensive gifts to bring, but they came to acknowledge him. And if that doesn't bring tears to your eyes, I don't know what will. These men, these lowly men, came empty-handed. All they brought were themselves. All they brought were them. But the intention was to come acknowledge their king. Acknowledge their savior. They have nothing to their name but sheep. They have lived a humble life. They Had not asked for anything outrageous. They had not uh, become kings or royal rulers. They were simply shepherds. Came empty handed to the feet of Jesus. And I don't know why, but it really, I mean, it breaks my heart. Because how many of us, I mean, I have nothing to give him. Nothing worthy enough to give Jesus our king. I have nothing To give him, but me. But see, do you understand that's the greatest gift of all you could bring? Is you? Your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, everything, your brokenness, your worries, your weaknesses, your temptations. That's what matters. And God knew they would have nothing to give. They'd have nothing physical to bring. Yet they were the first he invited. The ones that would be empty handed. And I don't know about you, but... All they had was them. The offering of you the offering of my heart no matter how broken or torn or beat up it is the offering of my praise and my worship my gratitude they were witnesses they are a witness to us warriors because we too come humbly to Jesus without without anything we too come humbly to Jesus, broken and empty-handed, needing a Savior. And these shepherds had such a significant role to this event in history. This magnificent, glorious thing, I mean, happened to a plus 2,000 plus years ago, and we are still talking about it, how incredible and miraculous this was, and How the gift of Jesus was for this earth. And no matter what you're going through today, there is something to be grateful for. The name of Jesus, him becoming man and coming to earth. And and the shepherds, these lowly men being the first invited to the celebration, to the birthday party, right? To the, to the, the lowly manger, to this feeding trough that he was sat in. In Luke chapter 2, verse 19 through 20, it goes on to say that the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Jesus' birth began to reveal the mystery of the gospel. What had been hidden in the Old Testament scriptures from the Jewish scholars was God's salvation plan to restore all mankind to Him. And He needed the shepherds. Just as much as He needed Mary and Joseph, He needed the shepherds there as another nod to who His Son was, who His Son is to us, our shepherd our King of kings and Lord of lords, our peace on this earth, our our soon coming King, our shepherd, who will sit in the quietness of the pasture when you're worried and afraid, who will carry you when you're wounded and broken, who will give you food to eat and water to drink when you feel like you can't even buy groceries or you can't pay your bills. God will provide Because he's your shepherd. He loves you, warrior. He loves who you are. And he wants nothing more than to provide for you. And this day, this Christmas season, we are reminded of the miraculous. Of the amazing. Our savior being born on this earth to live a perfect life to ultimately die, to rekindle what we so easily disrupted, what we so easily threw away. God said, you know what? It's okay. I know you tried to ruin it. I know in your flesh and your human nature, it, it was okay. It didn't make any sense. And and you in your temptation threw me away, but I'm going to make another intentional effort to find you and bring you back to me because it's how much he loves you. It's how much he loves your family and your children. It's how much he cares for you. The shepherds represented the people of the people of Israel invited to come and worship their Messiah freely without judgment, without, without expectation of gifts, but only to bring themselves, only to lay themselves at the feet of Jesus and only to lay themselves humbly before a baby, an infant, knowing who he would become and the saving, the saving power of who he was, of who he is. In our lives, the significance of inviting the shepherds first, those who were overlooked and disregarded by many, hinted at God's kingdom ways, at his heart. Those who seek out and acknowledge Jesus as their Savior are those who are humbled and recognize their need, their desperate need for Jesus, for a Savior that I cannot fix What I've broken. I cannot be restored to God without some sort of sacrifice. And that's who Jesus is. That's who he was for us 2,000 years ago. Was the restorative power for us to meet and see God and, and have a relationship with him. to speak to him without any hindrance. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through him. And today I want to remind you of the significance of your life. The significance that you are as a shepherd, as a warrior. There is purpose in your life. There is purpose And why God chose you to be where you are, to shepherd who you need to, to raise the children he's given you, to raise those that you've adopted as your children, to those to help guard those that you've been working, that you work with, that you protect, those that you are married, your marriage, your family, your home, their significance in your life. We have so much to be thankful for this Christmas season. For as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, that, that is God's salvation plan for us. It includes whoever chooses to acknowledge, accept, and follow Jesus. The invitation now goes out to all men, all women, no matter your nationality, no matter your social status. It's all irrelevant to the kingdom because God simply wants you to bring you. Today, my prayer for you warriors is that you would accept your role as needing a savior. Whether you say, "Lauren, I'm a Christian," or maybe you don't believe in God at all, I want to challenge you and encourage you to find him. He is there. He's there in the midst of your trials. He's there in the midst of heartache. He will never leave you he will never leave you to take it on alone. Today, I want to encourage you warriors, humble yourself and worship and praise God for what he's done. And thank God that even if our hands are empty, we have nothing to bring but ourselves, that that is good enough for him. God bless you, friends. I hope you have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Warrior Within the Woman podcast. Don't forget to click that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, click the little bell that's on our podcast channel. That will give you notifications every time we post a new video. And I hope that you'll leave a comment, a testimonial. Let us know how much you appreciate the content, how much you appreciate what God is using using this ministry to do. God bless you. Love you, friends.